this week I've been going through something that is much worse than a colonoscopy. I'm not sure how many of you guys have had a colonoscopy. Um, I think if you're over 50 years old, you need to get a colonoscopy. And if you've never gone through the procedure, it's not a fun procedure. So I'll give you a breakdown of how it works. And I'm not an expert, so if I miss any steps or say anything wrong, please forgive me. So anyways, you go to the your doctor, and it's like a GI doctor. They, they give you a prescription to get some medication. Um, so I got it from CVS. Basically, it's this fluid that you drink. So a day before your colonoscopy, you have to, you can't eat anything. So you have to um, just be on fluids. And you have to be in particular fluids. It can't be a certain color. And you drink this medication. It's like a drink. It doesn't taste that bad. I think it used to taste worse in the future. But as you take it, it just makes your... You have to go to bottom line. I don't know how to make it sound any better than it is. But you have to... It makes you go to the bathroom over and over and over again. It's like the worst type of diarrhea that you'll have. And you, you have to just drink a lot of fluids that day. I can't remember. It's maybe like a gallon or more of fluids that you need. And you can drink Gatorade, which is good. It has to be a certain color or water or a few other things. But you'll be hungry the whole day, but you'll be constantly going to the bathroom. Then the night before, after midnight, you can't have any food or liquid. So again, the whole day you're not eating, but you're drinking. And then after midnight, you can't even drink. So, um, also you have to have this liquid a few times. So it has to be sort of late at night that you have the, the fluid as well. So right before you go to sleep, you have to have this fluid, but then you have to go to the bathroom. So you're not going to get any sleep. So you're going to constantly be going to the bathroom and while you're in the bathroom, the second you think you're done, you got to keep going again. So it's just a horrible, horrible experience. The good thing is when you go to actually get the colonoscopy done they'll they'll check your blood pressure they'll check some vitals um you probably have to do a covid pcr test where they stick the thing in your nose really deep almost where it hits your brain a couple days before that just so the doctors will make sure that you're covid free so anyways the next day you're there they check your covid test uh, make sure that you're good they check your vitals, they give you a couple shots, like basically they they put the IV into you, and they give you something, it's called propofol, I think, I think that's the thing that Michael Jackson got addicted to, and I, believe me, I could, I could see how someone can get addicted to that, because the second they start to do your procedure, you're like totally asleep, and for me it was sort of weird, because I've been watching Grey's Anatomy a lot. And um, while I had the procedure, it's like I watched an episode, crazy stuff. But anyways, you wake up, you don't even feel like anything happened, and um, you're done. Someone has to pick you up, and whatever. The doctor was great. I went to the uh, Gastro Health, um, was the place in Baptist, by Baptist, and I guess it was in Baptist medical arts center and dr sable was my doctor incredible doctor even called me up personally in the morning one day just to tell me everything was good so um anyways the procedure isn't bad but the the prep for it really really sucks probably one of the worst things that you would have to do but this week like i mentioned i've been going through something 
that's way worse than that. And you know what that is? It's helping family members buy cars. And for those of you that, you know, typically buying a car, I was in the car business for those that don't know. I was in the car business for 11 years um, out of out of college. Um, my friend Laura and I, um, we we went to sell cars. We didn't know it was to sell cars, but whatever. Long story short, we sold cars. I, I did it for, you know, between selling cars, being a finance manager and a sales manager. I did it for 11 years. And, you know, I had a lot of experience in that business. So you'd think that when I buy a car today, it would be easy. But it is like, it just really, really sucks. And, you know, with the real estate, you hear on, on the phone, I mean, not on the phone, but sometimes on the phone if you're speaking with your realtor, but um, you hear on the news, you read it online all the time, just um, how tight the real estate market is, how hard it is to buy a house. But man, you know, being an experienced agent and working in this market for, you know, since COVID started, um, with the tough market, I've been doing this, this is my 18th year, but anyways, buying a car really, really sucks, the inventory is super tight, and, um, basically, I'll give you a rundown of this, and I'm sorry if I'm getting into details or in the weeds, as they say, but I, I really want you to know, like, if you're gonna buy a car, this is how it is now, so typically, if it's a regular market, um, you know, if you're, if you know an auto broker or you Google an auto broker in your area, what an auto broker does is it's someone that usually has access to, they have multiple, they're like a middleman or a middle woman where they have access to a bunch of different car dealerships all in all different areas where they have great relationships where they can get the car cheaper and, um, they can, you know, get you a deal. You just stay at home, you call them, they give you a bunch of, you tell them your price or, or, you know, if you're leasing the price of the payment, if it's purchased, whatever you want to pay and they'll do the research and then they'll call you back and they could even deliver the car to you. So you can do it basically very easy. Typically you can do that in this market. You can't, you can try, but most of these auto brokers don't have access to a lot of product. Their prices are even higher than what you could get at a dealership. So I tried the auto bo broker route for, for a while, didn't work in this market. So then there are these websites, excuse me, sure you guys have heard of some of them. Um, basically Edmunds, there's one called True Car, there's another one Cars Direct. And typically you can go on these websites, you can go online and they have these preferred dealers and then they call you back and you can try and get the deal. So they still have it. And this is the, the basic brain damage headache that I've had this week. So what I did is I went on there and it's not like just one dealer calls you. And since I'm doing it for three cars for, you know, family members, it's not that you get like one call or email. You start getting calls at like eight in the morning. If you, whenever you, like I did it at night and I did it like at midnight and I'm getting calls at eight in the morning, t calls, texts, emails, which is okay. I, re I requested them to contact me, but it's just like super early. Not that eight is that early, but no one calls anyone at eight o'clock in the morning. It's, it's just not, it's not the best business practice, but you know, whatever, everyone does business differently. But the worst thing is 
they call you up and you think, okay, great. You know, we're going to talk, have a conversation about the car because the night before it makes these websites make you put in the information for the car that you want. So they have everything already. And then the first thing they say is, when can you come to the dealership? So this is the crazy part. Like we're in 2022 where everything is like very easy to do for the most part. And all of them say like, this was one of them. And so like these cars that I was looking at, they were like higher end cars, meaning luxury, luxury um, manufacturers. So one was Mercedes, one was Infinity, and one was um, Genesis. So this is in Miami and like all of them, almost like 95% of them would say stupid, stupid stuff. Like one is, I saw that you put in a, a request for the, for a car and then they're, it, it's like, they don't even know what I'm looking for. And I know they do because some of the, um, salesmen or dealerships would call me telling me the equipment that I put in and exactly what I wrote. And one of them would, many of them, not one of them, but many of them would tell me to, when when can you come to the dealership? And I'm like, I live pretty far from you. I live like an hour and a half from you. Is there any way we could do it over the phone? And if, if it works, we can just give you a deposit right away and we'll pick up the car, you know, immediately. We'll, we'll make the deal. It's easy. I'm not gonna, they're like, no, no, no. Like this is the crazy few crazy things you're gonna shop our numbers and then you're gonna get a better deal than what we give and I, I said like can you do me a favor like I said if you give me why don't you give me the number you would give me if I was in the dealership what are if I go to the dealership are you gonna hold me hostage if you give me a number and they're like no 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 we want to make sure my we want to make sure I got to convince my manager that you're a serious buyer um just like stupid stuff like that and like also like if i ask them why they get really really upset like total attitude what are you talking about they would say like why why are you being so negative and i'm like i'm just asking you why i need to go there and they'll get really really upset male female doesn't matter different age group doesn't matter it was consistent across the board so i decided let me go to infinity genesis and mercedes so I went to Mercedes and it was a friend that I knew um, when I was in the car business and um, he happened to, um, I didn't know he worked there. He told me he worked there nine years, went to the Mercedes dealership and the payments he gave me, and I know he's a salesman, so I'm not going to blame it on him, were ridiculous. Um, they were like super, super ridiculous and not just like high, but like ridiculous, almost like twice as much. I was, I was looking for my sister almost twice as much as what my sister's paying and with, you know, and would have to wait till April to get the car. So it was just really, really ridiculous. He was kind. It was nice. It was nice to see him, but the payments he gave me were ridiculous. And I asked, you know, can you do anything better? Because like I wanted to do the deal because my sister needed to get the car. And, you know, just, just so you know, she had a, she had a car that was pretty new. Um, she still had a couple of years left on her lease, but um, sadly she was driving the other day and um, an Uber driver that was a little bit disoriented with the area, took a red light, had some passengers, three passengers in the car and 
and hit my sister really hard. Both cars were total. My sister has an SUV, and both cars were total. Thank God, everyone was okay. The the Uber driver had to go to the hospital, but he was okay. Um, I'm not sure about the other passengers. I know they were okay as well. I don't I don't think they had to go to the hospital. But obviously, my sister was shaken up. Her car spun around and went in another lane, and um, it, it just wasn't good. I I think it spun her, her car spun around, but either way, she was her car was the wrong way of the traffic. Car was totaled, and um, both cars were totaled, and that's the reason I'm looking for a car for her. But yeah, I after speaking to numerous Mercedes dealerships, there was one in Coral Gables. Um, and it, I'm not saying the dealership, the guy that I spoke to, his name is Abraham. Abraham, I spoke to him, really easygoing, really nice, understood the situation, and we were able to make a deal in a very short time. I, I handed it off to my brother-in-law, and he was able to, you know, they have a, a, a car that they're getting, hopefully, by the end of next week. A lot of these cars are sold prior to um, them coming on the lot for a lot of manufacturers, so he just made it super easy. I was very grateful. Payments were much higher than in the past, but they were significantly less than all the other dealerships. He made it very easy. So of course, I'm gonna send all my clients to him because you know I want someone to get a better deal if it's a Mercedes. So the next thing is, um, went to I drove to um, Infinity and met this guy this one guy, he was an army vet, young guy. He said he served in the military four times, which, you know, I definitely am very, very grateful for him. He said his dad is the general manager of um, Infinity, South Motors Infinity. And um, he was a nice guy, but the payments. So my wife right now has an Infinity um, QX50. It's a sport one. If you guys remember, there used to be a commercial with Steph Curry. Um, and Steph Curry from the Warriors, he used to be driving this car. Um, I don't think he, dri- he drove it, like, but he advertised it. So the same car he drove um, is what my wife has. And her lease um, has ended. She drives very, very little miles. And um, anyways, went to the dealership and the payments were like way, way, way higher than... Um, than what what she's paying now for one that's a base model that's like 15 um 15,000 less this was for my mother-in-law my mother-in-law likes my wife's car she was okay with the base version but it was just a ridiculous price ridiculous price and um whatever I left I went to Genesis for my wife and um looked around was there for a while no one no one even acknowledged me so I was there, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, just looking around, going to the showroom, just trying to be like viewed by someone. And I was even dressed up in work clothes, had a long sleeve shirt, didn't look like um, someone, I don't know, that, that they didn't want to help. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, uh, obviously, they didn't help me. No one helped me. There were salespeople there. It was a Hyundai dealership um, by South Motors in in Miami. And the reason I'm mentioning the dealerships is because I don't want you to go through that experience. It's too bad for them to have to deal with, you know, to give me stupid stuff and make your experience bad. So anyways, I called up a few other Hyundai dealerships. I mean, not Hyundai, Genesis. Genesis is the high-end 
version of Hyundai's. They have this this SUV. It's called the GV70. It's a really really nice SUV. But like at the end of at the end of the day, so this this this、um, Hyundai, not Hyundai, this Genesis GV70. The the sticker price was probably about fifty four thousand, fifty four fifty nine thousand. There were a few different versions, but the lease. Just to give you an idea of what the lease was, and we weren't gonna put this much down, but I was just seeing like because they had like a calculator,、um, how much you can do and what the payment would be, and they said that's their legit payment, the dealership. I think it was Rick Case Genesis, and it was like with ten thousand out of pocket. No one would put ten thousand out of pocket on a lease, but anyways, with ten thousand out of pocket, this payment would have been about seven hundred a month. For a vehicle that's fifty-four to fifty-nine thousand, totally, totally ridiculous.、Um, and the main thing about this very, very long podcast is all of these dealerships, every single one except Abraham from Mercedes of Coral Gables, every single dealership treated me and treated the situation sort of like ice after a hurricane. Where they have something that is, is like super in demand, but they treated you like they knew that, and they're like, they, I mean, they're they're like, we charge 10k over sticker price. You know, everyone was charging sticker price or more, which is whatever. It is what it is. But when you have that attitude, like you're you're like taking advantage of someone during this time, it's a horrible experience. It's a horrible experience. It's so narrow-minded. It's such short-term thinking that you know you get whatever business you run. If you're doing well and you know that it's a disadvantage for the consumer, never make them feel badly. I know this in in this business, in the real estate business. I know it's super difficult for a buyer to buy a property, and when I have listings, I know that like. A lot of times they have to put in multiple offers. Like these other agents are bringing buyers, they're putting in multiple offers. They're thinking about properties. They're spending hours to find hours and weeks and months to find properties that work for them. I know there's so much effort put in. Then to think about it, you know, before they go to sleep, their kids are thinking about it. They're telling their their friends and family about their experience, about how they keep looking at their car, at these houses. And and then their offers don't get accepted. I never for a second forget about their experience, and I treat them kindly. And there are, you know, there's some realtors that do that in this market. The the sad part is the majority of them treat you like a car dealership right now, where where they know that the the inventory is super super、um, tight. And then they they have like attitude why you know they they feel like they hold the key to the castle and they can treat you like crap if they want to, but anyways that's my experience.、Um, hopefully you don't need to buy a car soon or lease a car because it 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 does suck. It does suck to get one now, and、um, yeah, definitely worse, well well worse than the prep for a colonoscopy. Thanks so much for listening. For the few that got to the finish line to the end of this,、um, and appreciate you、um, consuming our team's content. Last thing is, we have a te- new team member. Her name is Donna Nieves, and、um, 
it's nice to have her on. She does a lot of content as well. And anyways, hope you guys are doing great. Stay safe. Love you guys. All the best.